Take a minute to hit, but when they do, it's pretty cool. Like, pretty good high. How, like, uh, how intense are they? Yeah, they're mellow. They're like, like, it takes a minute to hit, but when it hits, it's just like fun. Actually, it's more body than visual, I would say. Okay. Like old school mushrooms. I'm gonna go after this guy right here. Do it, man. It's all you, bro. Cheers. We got blunt wraps now. Yeah, I got them right over here. How terrible do these taste? Not bad at all. You know what I'm saying? I met a guy at Brick that uh, grew mushrooms. Were they good? Fuck yeah. So. Yeah, so he grows them, and we did, uh, he, like, knows how to take them and shit, too. Like, he's like, first time I took them with him, I don't think I want to do this, man. It's going to take a half hour before they even kick in, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, 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 no. He pulls out this jar, mason jar, like, eight-ounce mason jar of powdered ground mushroom. Just fucking this gray powder fucking jar like this, bro. Huge. I'm like, what the fuck is that? He's like, mushrooms. He's like, I'm going to put three grams in one ounce of fresh-squeezed lemon juice. I'm going to let it sit for about 15 minutes. And I guess, you know, like the old thing is like if you uh, drink orange juice while doing orange acid. Orange juice, it gets, yeah. it gets you like higher or whatever. The vitamin C. Yeah. So that's a thing. It like acid washes the mushroom and like releases the, uh, the goodies, right? Yeah. And then he took that mixture and dumped out a half a bottle, a half a 20 ounce bottle of uh, ginger ale. Yeah. Put that in there, shook it up a little bit. <laughs> and like 10 minutes later, I was like, has your ceiling always been this active? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your, your ceiling must be wood grain, you know? Well, then I got back with him again for the Dave Matthews concert. And that shit was fucking wild because I think we did, we each did like three grams inside a, we mixed it inside of orange juice. It looked like chocolate milk and we like drank it going up to the stadium. <laughs> and he's like, just be careful, man. This shit's going to hit really hard. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. And like... All of a sudden, I'm in there, and I was like, ah, I better take a shit before I get too high. <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> I'm sitting there shitting, and I'm just like... I think my ass just <laughs> fell off. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Just like giggling. And I came out, and I was like, wow, <laughs> when did we get here? <laughs> That's like, awesome. Every time I've done mushrooms, I think I've come to the realization that I was high in the bathroom. So we did our first actual podcast we did here. We called it Let's Do Drugs. <laughs> and we ordered a pizza and we put like a quarter of mushrooms on it. And then everybody who came in just ate all the mushrooms like this that we could eat, right? We did six hours on tape frying balls on mushrooms, dude. <laughs> and it's just fucking is hilarious. That shit cracked me up, man. Like there was absolutely nothing we could use. We'd be solving the world's like racism problems. And then somebody would start chanting the baby back ribs fucking quote. And we're just all singing out back songs and shit. Like, and that's the whole podcast. Like, yeah, that's always the best realization when you're on drugs, right? Is like coming to and being like, wow, I thought I had it all figured out last night, but (laughs) turns out I was just really fucking high. Hey, did you see the, uh, was it the 25th anniversary South Park at Red Rocks? They did on like Netflix or something. I didn't see like the whole thing, but like the concert or whatever, right? Yeah, that looked pretty cool. Dude, man, those guys are those guys are cool. I, I was reading about the story of them when they went to the Oscars when uh, Blame the, Camp the, and they were on like high on acid. Yep. Yeah, in the dresses. I just One saw of them had the J Lo dress. I just saw an interview with them about that, and they were talking about. They're like, we got there in the limo. We'd never done a red red carpet before, like, and we were sitting there and we we're like. 
oh fuck you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, and then we opened the door and then it just took off the night like went you then know? you just like, gotta lean into it i guess that's that's all you can do man i had a, a buddy of mine at a brewery you know out in colorado when he was a little kid his mom worked at a co-op and he and his buddy were there and they're the rule was don't take anybody's food out of the fridge because it's not like everybody's people work at this co-op and they bring, well, they found some iced tea or lemonades or whatever. And they thought, fuck it, we can drink it. Mom's busy. Let's not ask. And they drank like two or three of them. And they were like, Mike's hard, you know? Oh. And uh, so the next day, like they realized it, mom found out the next day she bought another six pack of Mike's hard and made the kids return it to the people who owned it. These guys were like, ah, fuck it. We were wondering what happened to it. That's hilarious that you kids thought that, right? You want to help us cut some fucking cardboard out? You know, sure. And they cut shapes for him and shit. And they were they had rented a studio to do their first. It was Trey Stone and Matt Parker. Yeah. They had rented a studio to do their first ever actual South Park show. Yeah. Like my buddy got to help him cut all their shit out for their oh, that's first. Cool. Yeah, their first episode and shit like that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Like, and and they went on to write that into like two or three movies, getting kids drunk and shit. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny too. You know. And now this guy owns a brewery out there. Smart guy. When it comes to uh, beer and patenting shit, when it comes to running restaurants, these guys can't do it at all. Like they got, uh, they bought my buddy's food truck, and they promptly in two months they paid forty grand for the concept from him, and in two months they've run it right into the ground. And it was like five years of developing relationships, you got, you and making standing be. gigs, because that's what it's all about. Like that's what you're buying when you buy a food truck, right? Yep. You buy social media and the name and the standing gigs, and you just got to keep them. I don't see how anybody runs one out here, man. It's too fucking hot. Too hot, and then there's it's too spread out, and there's not enough like gathering points for you to make your money. I mean, if you really think about it, you got to make almost ten grand every time that you bring out your food truck. I mean, not not every time, but depends on depends if on you how have much a work. commissary and all the other shit. And you got to have a commissary, right? I mean, that's the law, right? Yeah, that's how it was in Colorado. Like you can make. I'm not sure what food call or the truck law is down here, but I would feel like. If your truck was designed properly, you should be able to just work right off of it. It, it all has uh, to do yeah. with water. Like you have to, if 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 you're your own commissary, you have to be able to hold enough water and heat enough water and store enough old water sanitary. to clean. Yeah, to do everything right. It's all about your water storage and you know. So I, I had a fucking huge RV tank one in my truck. Like yeah, like I could run water for three days off of my tank. You know, oh, that's like, cool. on like eight hour shifts. And we'd shoot for three grand a day, two grand a day, three grand a day, which, you know, makes $30,000 months are pretty fucking good when you have four employees. Yeah, that's that's true. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I'll take that, you know, and it's like 12% profit. It's not bad, you know, like if you're doing it right, if you don't have a lot of breakdowns that month or whatever. Yeah, the breakdowns is what scares me. I mean, that's what always was like the factor with that. Also, too, like there's not a big food truck culture in Chicago, like where I I came up. It was like kind of like cool and passe, like to do it for a while but there's only a few left from that like big boom i mean it's tough there too anyways i mean that's a city like i had a buddy from there and he used to say when it was 85 degrees and clear skies like we wouldn't go to work we'd go chill in the park and drink beer call in sick whatever take a day and it seems like if that was the culture how hard is it to have a food truck where you ask people to stand outside all the time i shopped every day at restaurant depot i took the card and i went every day on my way to work i'd shop for what i needed I was running with all that added. I was running at 24% food cost. So take everything out, inventory back in. I was somewhere between 18 and 20%. So I just looked at him. I'm like, bro, like this is as good as you're ever going to get, ever. And 18, no, that's pretty. 18%? If you can actually prove that you're, you're running at that margin, right now, our bosses are freaking out because we... So weekly, we do a, a, a spend tracker where we have a spreadsheet with every company that we order from, and we put down how much money 
we spent on how much money we spent on in each in each category, right? right. And then we compare that to food like, food like sales. Your big eight and all that shit, right? Yeah. yeah. So but we track that versus food costs. So we're actually tracking purchases to sales. And then we'll do a monthly inventory. Then we do that versus comps and we overspent on our budget by like three grand last week, and the bosses are not happy. What's your budget? What do they give you? So we have a declining budget. We're set at, um, I think, about 60. Right now, it's tough. I mean, our AC isn't working, so brand new restaurant, right? 3.5 to revamp, but um, our contracting company and the, the property management company got their signals crossed on who was supposed to you know, refurbish the air conditioning. So we have 12 units. The kitchen units are down, which is causing pressure issues throughout the rest of the restaurant. So mm-hmm. all week, our restaurant was at like 80 degrees. Oof. So you have that coupled with the hottest <laughs> month in the history of fucking this guy's first podcast, coughing all over the place. <laughs> that's, his, that's his thing he does, dude. You got to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but so they're fighting that and. We're trending up for sales all week. And then next thing you know, weekend comes around. Someone threw out an email says, don't go to this place because it's the AC's hot. out. Yeah. And all of a sudden you shit the bed in sales there and then you're three grand over. But they're losing right now. They're losing about 20 grand a week. And we've been open since basically the beginning of May. We were killing it until Mother's Day and then sales dropped off. We did a pretty good job of adjusting, but our nut to like make money is like we got to do like 10 grand a day well i mean you got but we got holidays coming up you'll make you'll make we're gonna be we're gonna be all right it's not like they're like running out of money or anything like that when you have an owner that doesn't know dick about like what actual restaurants are up against telling you that 24 percent food cost is too high in an environment where everything costs more money right now so what's inflation at right now like seven percent yeah oh it's at yeah seven percent and like four months ago we lost everything we were given during covid like inflation's killed everything yeah. that we gained as a society really you know i mean it's it's pretty rough i was talking to like uh you know scotty brown no uh, he's uh okay. he's come in and eat all the time at the restaurant i was talking to him about it and he was just like bro you know what i tell my restaurants when they're running an 18 percent food cost i was like what's that he goes spend more money yeah buy nicer shit like yeah. you don't need to do that we can retain more people or whatever so on your spot though dude so what what's the end game? What do you think? I mean, are they cool with it? I mean, like they have to look at the end of the year, not month by month. I get they oh, can no, they're, bitch they're, month, month, month by they, month. So one of the good things too is that the the property owner yeah. is an investor. So he's into it for huge. some big money. So yeah. they're getting the ACs fixed. They realize like we saw what we did. I mean, we were talking, we didn't do our first month we were open, we didn't do less than fifteen thousand a day. Nice. And we're talking, we almost hit 30 grand on weekends a couple times. Nice. Um, or on, on like a Saturday, Friday. So, I mean, we had $70,000 almost weekends. Nice. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They, they see what the possibility is. They know that they just got to like kind of hold out. But right now as a steakhouse, you know, modern coastal steakhouse, meat prices are through the roof. Yeah, I mean, sure. we're, t- we're running already like 40% food cost on steaks. But you balance that out with sides and you do other things like what, that. What but steak do you run? We're upper choice. We're certified black Angus. Yeah. Um, personally, I think that we can do better. I don't know. I just feel like our meat needs to tell a story. What do you it. cook it on? Uh, we have a broiler. Yeah, big fat, like 4,000 degree broiler, or whatever Fucking, the fuck it is. Uh, yeah, 1,800 like degree two, broiler. 2,000 degrees, yeah. something ridiculous. I front of the house managed a Cool River Cafe, you know, like uh, Three Forks. You ever yeah, heard yeah. Of that? So this was like their, Three Forks was like their prime. 
and Cool River was uh, uh, Angus. I actually prefer Angus over Prime, man. Like as far as flavor goes, I'd probably choose your guys's over somebody else. I mean, like, I'm a big, I'm a proponent for Angus, man. I just like Prime it. isn't necessarily, in my opinion, always better. Right. Um, to me, it depends on. See, like I, a lot of people say grass fed. I like a steak when it's finished on corn, man. I think there's a difference. With What's, that. What do you, what do you taste in the difference on that? Or the, why the do game, you like it? I like, I love corn. I feel like you can taste it in a lot of things, like the underlying sweetness of corn. It's, mm-hmm. I grew up in Illinois, traveling back and forth to Wisconsin, driving through cornfields. It's just like always around. But summer corn, that sweetness, that like just like fresh, real sugar. Right of corn, Dude, nice nice, like, corn juice. I love corn. It's like one of my favorite. I'm like that fucking kid right now. Corn. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't. Re- I don't remember that kid. But he's like, I love corn. I remember that kid. Yeah, dude. the yeah, little yeah, black yeah. kid. He's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, that meme. It was like a meme or a little. Quick no, but video. like, um, yeah. even with like bourbon, like I feel like when it's a high corn bourbon, you could taste the corn in it. But I just like that. I like that man. In the beef, I think it just adds like richness. It adds like that, like Midwest, just like kind of air to it. But there's something about that, man. Like, where and I, grass is kind of, I feel like it doesn't have enough fat in it than like a corn fed. I could, I could see that. So you feel, yeah, dude. Like uh, where I lived in Northern California, I had this little campground resort out there, part of my life, and we would get bear that would come in and we just fucking blast those fuckers, dude, because like they're bad for campers. Like I own a campground, right? And they fucked bad our dumpster business. up and all that shit. But you couldn't eat those bears, man, because they came in to eat out of your dumpster, right? Yeah. But I had bear hunter buddies that would come in every year and just literally go to, like, way far away from us and let their dogs go. And their dogs were trained to find civilization. We were the only thing. So these dogs would, like, hunt bear as they were finding a place to go. And if they lost track of the dog while hunting the bear, they'd just end up at our spot. And these guys would come in. I'd learn about bear hunting and shit. These, These guys would talk about, like, no, we don't kill anything down here. Like this is where we pick up our dogs. They had trackers on them and shit, but we, you know, but they were like, we go to like apple orchards or we go five miles out in the woods where, or 10 miles out where these bears don't know there's campgrounds over here, you know, cause they yeah. taste like what they eat. Like bear is delicious as long as it's not a trash bear. Cause then it's just gris, gristle and fat trash, and trash. The it's it's trash. a catfish bear. That's catfish bear. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, that's a great way of putting it. Exactly. More ways than one, man. You know? We, uh, when I was at the Broadmoor for my internship, there was a multiple properties, but the, I think it was called like Frontier or something like that. It was like the American um, restaurant on property, four star, four diamond, mm-hmm. um, really great spot. But when when I was there, they got a bear, wild caught bear that was um, like hit a blueberry patch. Cool. And the meat was like even more purplish than like typical bear. Yep. And it was just like the most insane thing that I've ever tasted. Oh, yeah. I used to have, when I first opened Burger Chief, I had this outfitter would come to this bar I first started at, right? And this fucking dude would like bring me down like a leg of bear and trade for a cheeseburger all day, dude. Anything (laughs) that they killed, like I get elk, I get bear, right? And he brought this fucking deep like mountain Colorado bear. And he's like, this thing's going to taste great. I took it and I marinated it in coffee and jerk seasoning. Best fucking thing I ever ate, man. Like the gaminess was like balanced by that. It was like an island bear jerk surprise or something, man. It was fucking delicious, dude. I think my favorite game meat I ever ate was that right there. And I've eaten a lot. I grew up in like hunting families. You know? Lewis, what's your favorite game meat? Venison. Venison? Vaginison. I knew a guy when I used to live up here that knew somebody else that just came back from hunting from up north or somewhere. And he came back with like fresh meat and we just came over, went over to his house and 
started drinking and shit. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got like two coolers full of meat. You guys want to take some? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So I had like actual fresh meat. And my boy was a chef and shit. Like he was from Chicago. His family's from Chicago. He's like, yeah, I can teach you how to cook it and shit. So he made it for us and shit. And it was fucking probably the best fucking shit. There's a New steak. Zealand company that's growing red deer venison mm-hmm. out in New Zealand, shipping it in. You can get it through Halpern's. Really good. They got some great stuff out of New Zealand. Yeah. Have you ever had um, out of Idaho, the Snake River, uh, like Kobe? Yeah, we have their hot dog. It's amazing hot dog. Mm -hmm. Turn to hot dogs. Uh, I am. Dude, we had uh, Hot Dog Mike. Yeah, he's the guy that uh, just in the field to the left of Respectable's been there 15 years. Oh, I never really hung out down there, but I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, dude, he's he's a badass. He was a, a... Daniel Boyud, he's a culinary school kid. He he worked at a lot of fine dining and just said, "Fuck this, man." You know, dogs. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do like really killer hot dogs. Like, and and he he's killed it, dude. Like, he's looking for a brick and mortar.